1: slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month.
0: Welcome to episode 949 of the Talking Metal podcast. My name is Mark Striegel. I've been doing this show since 2005 and still getting a kick out of talking with guests who've been on the show many times, like the one we have today, Udo Dirkschneider, and people we've never spoken with before, like Johanna Sedonis, also known as Johanna Anderson because she is i think from what i read i'm reading is married to Nick or, or Nick A from Lucifer and Nick of course also used to play with Entombed and the Helicopters two bands i love so anyways um, Johanna is here with us today too never spoken with her before and she was a pleasure to speak to so let's get into the episode in just a moment first we're going to thank all our patrons So here we go, Nick Beach, Mrs. Metal Dan, Sam Warwick, Kado Yogova, Adrian Cusick, Dane Damage, Madison Hatter, Seth B, Alan Jansen, Hank Reeves, John Simpson, Huckney Jacobson, Ed Ferguson, Denny Striegel, Patrick Sabin, Jerry from Salt Lake City, Blue Walsh 21, Victor Guzman, gene eugene dx sean richmond mario charance andrew miller jeremy weltman chris riley johan Erdström, steven rodriguez tommy anderson gregory muse kenny mccrimmon leo from alaska brad from utah brad Dahl, that is yarg metal uh dan Gerwan, i believe from california right victor m ruiz sam soupy drake matt carroll joe ryan also from california jason seth steven sailor from pa ron keel john uh no i'm sorry jean francois blah anthony Mackey, james bennett david gray fred rutz michael street mike jones steve hoker john bovary metal dan and that's it yeah we have lost a number of patrons lately, so uh, if you're out there and you want to join me on Patreon, uh, I would love that. We're trying to get the numbers up a little bit. It's kind of a little disheartening to see some some people leave since we put such hard work into this podcast, the Talking Metal Podcast. And listen, there is a bonus podcast, but you don't have to even listen to that if you just want to, you know, support patron with a pledge I know a lot of the people who support us there don't listen so you know it's more about just supporting what I do here but if you are interested in even more Mark Striegel you get that bonus podcast every week and if you do a five dollar a month pledge or more I will also send you out a talking metal t-shirt anywhere in the world folks anywhere so there you go and let's uh, let's do this let's get into our episode Hey, welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast. This is Mark Striegel. I'm standing here in the kitchen. And Emily, what what are you up to right now? It's like craziness. There's vegetables, sausage, pots and pans, broth. What's going on?
1: Making soup. What else are you supposed to? It's cold. It's the first day that it feels cold outside. So it's time to make some soup.
0: Right on. And you're making soup today. You made a great interview the other day. We have two great interviews on today's episode. We have later on in the podcast, Johanna from the band Lucifer. It was supposed to be Nick and Johanna, and I had all these questions prepared about for Nick on uh, his time in Entombed and uh, another great band, The Helicopters. I mean, the guy has just a remarkable history, and now he's in this great band who are about to put out their fourth record called Lucifer. And unfortunately, Nick, uh, he was, he was not able to attend the interview. So I, again, I felt bad because a lot of my questions were geared towards him, but Johanna was great. And we had a great conversation on, uh, all things Lucifer, uh, including the kiss connection that the band has. So that was kind of fun to talk about and other things. So stay tuned for that. It was just a great conversation. And we're going to start things off with your interview, Emily, who did you talk to?
1: I got to talk to Udo again.
0: <laughs> this is your third time interviewing him. He's been on the show probably like literally eight or nine times since yeah. we started back in 2005, maybe even more than that. But I think this is your third interview with him.
1: Yeah. And one time I was in person in New York City, which was Highlight. And that was with Fetty, Fitty, sorry, Fitty. Fitty and Sven. I was trying to say Sven and Fitty at the same time which was like amazing. And every time I talk to Udo, I'm like, I don't know if he remembers me. I think he does. I think he does. I always have to kind of remind him we met in New York City, you know,
0: and you brought him cookies in Asbury park. Yeah.
1: On his birthday. I didn't bring that up. Cause I thought that sounded like too stalker ish, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> but you know how much I love Udo.
0: Absolutely. And thank you for doing that interview right now. We're going to get into that interview. This is Emily speaking with Udo Dirk Schneider, a new record on the way. Can't wait. Let's get the scoop right now from the man himself here on Talking Metal.
2: Hello. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, fine. Thank you very much. I'm very good.
1: Good, good, good. I don't know if you remember me. We, we've we met uh, in New York City. It seems like it was an in- ages and ages ago. Everything pre-pandemic seems well, like ages ago. Do you yes, remember that? <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not maybe uh, picture-wise, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. It was Fetty and you and um, and Sven. So, yeah. Ah, we, yeah. Ah, we, uh, we, oh, I interviewed great. you guys uh, prior to one of your shows in New York City, but it's it's been a while. So it's good to hear your voice yeah. again. How have you been?
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, everything fine. Everything good so far. So, yeah. Good. Good, good, good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I I I wanted to call today to speak a little bit about your new album coming out on the twenty second. So any day now, by the time this probably goes up, it'll be released. It's called Game Over. Sounds amazing. Congratulations. I've been I've been I've I got to listen to some of the early cuts, and it sounds really good.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm also really happy with the new album. I mean, it's a lot of songs, sixteen songs, and. uh, yeah, I think it's a good mixed up, you know, um, like speed songs, speed songs, up tempo, mid mid tempo songs, slow songs, ballads, everything on there. A lot of melodies, really good guitar work, uh, in my opinion. And um, yeah, so I'm really happy with the new album.
1: It's great and it's amazing. So this is your seventeenth UDO yes. studio album, and and your twenty seventh yes. full length studio album, which includes, of course, the work you did with Accept. How, yes. how do you stay motivated like this? Because this isn't just an EP release. Like you said, this is a more than full-length album. And some people are, redu- you know, putting things out every 10 years. You're giving us music constantly <laughs> for decades. So what drives you, Udo? I need to know your secret.
2: Yeah, but I mean, of course, we did, uh, in 2020, came out the VR1 album uh, with the orchestra. I mean, it was a long work that took nearly a year but uh, to, yeah, step by step we did this album. And then we did uh, the live album and also DVD uh, from uh, the Pandemic Survival Show in Bulgaria. And then I did put out in the beginning of this year the um, EP with uh, Dirk Schneider and the Old Gang, but that was more a charity thing uh, and a side project. And, yeah, and and in the meanwhile, we were working on the Game Over album, you know. I mean, in a way, we had enough time uh, about the pandemic stuff, you know. So um, that gives us more time than normally, you know, no touring. And, uh, yeah, that's why we had enough time to work on this album. And... um, for me, this is uh, also, after a long time, a real band album, you know. Everybody was involved in arranging, uh, songwriting, the whole band. And um, yeah, I mean, it, uh, it for me, this album has, uh, has a really good atmosphere.
1: Yeah, no, it absolutely does. And the fans, we're missing the live shows. I know there are some people that are starting to tour again, and I know you played some shows recently, which I want to talk about, but... The upside of the pandemic, you know, if there is one is the fact that we are seeing a lot of music. So we're really grateful that you've continued to put music out. And so this album is called Game Over. And I wanted to talk about this. So You always I'm always so happy that you're not afraid to speak about somewhat, you know, I don't want to say political themes, but themes about the human race and what's happening to us. And so it is game over a reference to us. You know, everything from global warming to pandemics to wars, things that have impacted you directly, you know, and all of us directly. Are you saying it's game over for us or what is that?
2: First, the game over, uh, the title for the album came up during the uh, recording session for game over, you know. For us, it was completely difficult this time, you know. We did everything over uh, Skype, uh, uh, FaceTime, Zoom, all that stuff, you know. And uh, there was, I don't know, somebody who, I don't know exactly who it was. He was, he was, say this in German, you know. And then it's like, in, in English, it's like game over, you know, it was a lot of things. Also, for us, game over. You know, no touring, recording was completely different. We couldn't be together in one room and all that stuff. And uh, that was, and then game over. We said, oh, okay, uh, a nice title for for an album. And so that was the first reason. But now. What you see now is like uh, uh, all these fires going on, you know, like in, in California, in the south of Europe, in uh, Siberia, in Russia, and also the big flood what we had in Europe, you know. And that means uh, the global climate is changing, you know, and I think nobody can say, no, there's nothing happened. <laughs> I mean, um, and now it became... Uh, yeah, uh, game over. I mean, if we are not taking care of uh, a lot of things, uh, then there will be a big game over, you know. Yeah. And uh, we always have to think there is a next generation and another generation, and they have to live on this planet. I would, but I always already said with the "We Are One" album, we only have one planet. We don't have uh, no planet B, you know. Exactly. So exactly that's uh, the thing.
1: And, and, and talk to me about how is Sven, because he was impacted directly by the floods.
2: Yeah, yeah. so the whole studio is gone, the whole basement uh, is gone. And, um, yeah, he cannot live in the house anymore at, oh. at the moment. So they start uh, yeah, repairing everything. And um, that looked like that he may be, if he is he lucky, maybe... Maybe next March, next year, March, April, he can move back to the house. I mean, it's a nightmare, you know. This is like, pfft. yes. And also, you know, he, beca- he became a father, he has a little little daughter, it yep. makes it more, uh, yeah, not so easy, you know, though they're living at the moment um, in the house of the parents of his wife, you know. Yeah. yeah but it's, you know, this is not like, uh, this is a lot of things he has to do with the, uh, with the house, you know, a lot of workers are coming and this one and this one. And, uh, yeah, for him at the moment, it's uh, not so nice.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, uh, we were, we were asking our, our talking metal listeners to do what they can do what they could to, you know, help he had a, I think a GoFundMe or something. So we, we gave some money because that huge loss, uh, we saw the pictures oh, yeah. it was just devastating. Um, And so, you know, the fact that he, you know, is still, still moving ahead and trying to go back and trying to rebuild. And a lot of people are dealing with this right now. As you said, it's, it's just, there's global impact with all, all of the climate change for sure. Have you,
2: Definitely.
1: so uh, is this your first time uh, as a grandpa or is this your first grandchild? Yes, it's the first time. (laughs) So tell me, do you like it? Do you like having a granddaughter? Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's nice, you know, to see, you know, uh, now she's 11 months old and uh, yeah, now she's no, no, interesting what's going on and start a little bit talking. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I hope I have enough time to see her growing up, you know. Yeah. So, and um, yeah, it's nice. It's, it's a nice feeling.
1: It is. That's great. I, I, I hope I, we get to see some pictures one day of you with your, your granddaughter. That would be nice. Uh, so going back to the, the album, so the opening yes. cut is super catchy, Fear Detector, yes. so yeah. the, I think the lyric is, I'm on the run to overcome my pain. Can you yeah. t- talk to me a little bit about this song, Coming Together?
2: Uh, this song, Coming Together, the, our main idea came from uh, Andre. And, uh, yeah, what I said before, then everybody was working on the song, you know, they came up with... Uh, ideas how we want to do it, uh, I, this time also I did all the lyrics together with my son and also he was involved in a lot of uh, melodies you know he said oh maybe you can sing it in this way and this way so that was working then together on, 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 on each song on this album you know yeah. yeah it's a really good I think it's a really good opening to uh, uh, track you know for the album
1: does Sven sing? Because we all know that Sven plays drums, right? But you're saying he helps yeah. you write lyrics, he helps you kind of coach some of the vocal track too? Yes, Is yes, yes, yeah. So he's a so singer now, as
2: well. Yeah, he's, he's he's he can sing very well. I mean, he's doing all chorus and stuff, you know, also in the studio. I mean, yeah, he's getting more and more, also become also, yeah, I want to say a composer, you know. He's getting more and more into that. And definitely, also the two new guys, uh, D Dunners and Tegel Hudrav, they came up with uh, really good ideas, you know. And yeah, there was a really working together on on everything, you know. I mean, I definitely uh, uh, the two guitar players, there was really working together, you know. And then said, yeah, we can change it here. Maybe we change the harmonies in there. It was really everybody was involved, and that's for me what I said. It's like for me. A really band album, you know. It's not like okay, Udo has to say this is the direction. No, it's just uh, like um, yeah, was it also interesting for me, you know. And I was really open-minded to everything. I mean, of course, they are really young, all these mm-hmm. guys in the band, you know. And uh, they they are is a different generation. They were listen, or they listen to different kind of metal stuff, metal bands, and all that stuff. And not I'm the old guy, you know, listen to Roya Heap and Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) And uh, yeah, for me, that was really interesting. And I I said, okay, I want to be really open minded and uh, we will see what's coming, what's coming up, you know. And I think the result, what can I say? I'm really happy with it.
1: Yeah, it worked. It works. It absolutely is a great album. And it's nice to know that you're open to that though, Udo, because yeah. not everyone is. So Udo, to our listeners, Udo's no diva. Oh, <laughs> Udo, you know, you listen to others, you're open to others' ideas and you don't, you're not so set in your ways. So that's nice to hear that it was a, a group project for real. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. logistically, how does that work when you're, let's say you start recording and you have some ideas. Did you, were you guys doing like Zoom calls together? Like actually discussing things or did you mostly just email back and forth about ideas
2: yeah that was that was the thing i mean about this pandemic thing you know normally we are uh, collecting the ideas you know and then it, when we say okay we have enough ideas then normally we go into yeah, let's say a rehearsal room or a little studio with our producer and then start arranging the songs working on the songs you know so but this time it was not possible to go in one room and uh, so we did everything over what i said before to over zoom uh, uh, skype and, on all this modern uh, stuff you know yeah. so that means that was like we always have a conference then we start talking So we said okay today we want to talk about this song and then uh, yeah then you know, but talking to each other uh, and said, okay, maybe we can change it here, we can do like this and this and this, then you have to wait, there is a link coming, then you have to listen to that and then you have to make another conference and said, yeah, that fits together, fits for this song. And also behind, there was the two guitar players always in contact, you know, over the internet. And it was a little bit difficult working, you know, and... Um, but for me, I was lucky, uh, I had all the, the first ideas, uh, and then the studio was still uh, working in step in, in Sven's house, so I was then in, in, in the studio of, my, of, of Sven, and then we could work on, on melodies and lyrics, you know, yes. that was really lucky, and um, yeah, so that's the way how we, how we are working on, 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 on songs and in the end on the album.
1: Cool. I have a couple more songs I wanted to ask about. First of all, Metal Never Dies. Love this track. It's, it sounds very autobiographical. It sounds like you're telling the story of Udo. Is that right? Did I? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You get it. It, it yeah, has it's... really cool yeah. video too, but go ahead and tell me more about it.
2: Yeah, I mean, of course, uh, the video uh, the shooting was also when we were um, rehearsing for the show in Bulgaria. So that was the the, 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 the thing that we were together, you know. We've been together and nobody knows if it happened in three or four weeks, you know. So and then we did all the video stuff uh, for for Prophecy, we also for Metal Never Dies. We did the photo shooting and everything, you know. And, uh, yeah, the video, for example, is a little bit more like vintage, you know, yeah. old, 80s, 80s stuff. Yep. And um, it fits together for me also with the lyrics. I mean, you know, I'm talking about when I start yeah, making making music, I didn't have that much to say. And then if you listen to the second verse, I said, okay, of course I have uh, always something to say now. You know? <laughs> and so, yeah, it's, in, in a way you are right, it is a little biography of myself, you know. <laughs> and I like that. I mean, it will be definitely a really, really good life uh, uh, Life song.
1: Oh, yeah. I can already hear it right now. And so, you know, speaking of things you have to say on your albums, tell me about Kids and Guns. Can you talk a little bit about what this song is about? Yeah,
2: Kids kids and Guns is like, uh, in general, we are against weapons, you know. It's better to talk to each other than uh, than kill each other. That's, uh, in a way, the main reason, but... Uh, It's like uh, in Africa, for example, you know, they're kidnapping uh, young boys and make them young soldiers, you know. They're maybe 14, Mm -hmm. 15 years old and killing people, you know. And also, let's say, I know it's not so popular, but there is a big lobby in America for guns, you know.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. And it's also, in my opinion... Better talk to each other than to kill each other. I agree. <laughs> you know, and we uh, have the same also here in Europe. You know, I mean, uh, that was a lot of things happened here also here on schools in Germany. Then this yeah. thing happened in Norway. You know, mm-hmm. this guy who mm-hmm. was killing I don't know over seventy people. You know, and in and in the end, the general meaning is like it's better to talk to each other, and then instead of killing each other, yeah. you know. Again, it's happened. That's yeah. the scene of the throne.
1: Yeah, I love the fact that I can sit down and listen to a, a UDO album and not just not only enjoy the music, but enjoy the message. So, kudos to you and to, to all the guys for putting out such an amazing album. And tell me so, when you were at the Bulgaria show, was this, you yeah. said this was for, tell me about that. Was that under the Dirk Shiner name or was that a, a UDO? No, no uh, we did gig. it under, U,
2: under UDO. And, um, so yeah, I mean, the our promoter from uh, Bulgaria, he came up and said, "Yeah, I would love to do a show, um, uh, an, an outdoor show." Uh, then we said, "Are you sure?" <laughs> 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 <Yeah. clears throat> about the whole pandemic stuff. But then in the end, he said, "Yeah, really, that will be happened. I have a, a list about how everything t- secured. Uh, the whole." Uh, healthy stuff, you know, and mm-hmm. hygienic stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then so we had to rehearse. I mean, we was not playing for one year, and uh, then he, the only wish he had, oh, is it possible maybe to play some Accept songs, you know? So we said, okay, come on, it's the only show, and of course, uh, satisfy the people, you know. Mm-hmm. So and then what I said before, during the rehearsal for for this Bulgarian show. Um, we did all the stuff already for a game over. And, uh, yeah, and then they were showing us some pictures of the venue. And then we said, wow, it looks really great. And uh, then the idea came up. And they, hey, come on, uh, we have to record this, you know, and also filming the whole show. So, and... Uh, Bulgarian TV was really helpful. They said, yeah, come on, we can do that, um, film the whole thing. And we did and the recording. Yeah, and I think, you know, it was like also a special show. I mean, uh, we didn't expect that uh, th- nearly 3,000 people were there, you know. It was like, what? <laughs> we, in, in, a way, in a way, we was expecting, yeah, okay, maybe 500, 800, but it was really like, wow, you know, and uh, no mask, nothing. And uh, yeah, it was also a really, for us, an emotional evening, you know. Yes. I mean, uh, you give really everything what you have. And, 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 and also the audience was really into that, you know. I think, of course, they were really hungry to see a show. And uh, I think you can hear that also on the CD on the and also when you uh, watch the, the DVD. And that's, yeah, and that's...
1: I can't wait to watch uh, it. I haven't seen it. I got to admit, but I'm going to definitely go watch that one. I mean, if there's one thing that we've learned in the past year and a half, it's we're never going to take live music for granted ever again. And not just the audiences, but you guys, too. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. so it was emotional to be back on stage. And I mean, what are you guys thinking now? Like, some people have been very clear, like we're not touring again until 2022. Some people are out there doing it right now. So what's your viewpoint on when you'll hit the road again?
2: Yeah, I mean, we only did also this year two shows, like two festivals, one in mm-hmm. Belgium, one in Czech Republic. And also everything was fine, you know. Uh, after the, the, this festival, there was no infection going on. So, but, uh, you know, normally I'm on tour now in, in Russia, but they canceled, not canceled, but they moved now the whole tour again. Uh, now they put this in, uh, in February next year. And, um, yeah, it looked like also that we have to cancel the European tour, you know. So uh, this year, normally it was planned that we start in the middle of November until the end of December. And also now the situation is, um, yeah, it's not possible to do it, you know. And um, so it's also now moved to 2020, 2022. That means everything will be happening in 2022, and um, if everything works, and I think it will be, I mean, now in Europe, everything goes more and more normal, you know, so, um, and I think also next year, I think there will be, yeah, possible to do everything, you know, and, uh, yeah, I mean, for, for example, in America, a lot of bands are playing now or are touring in America, you know, I know that, and... Uh, But for us, it's not possible to come to America at the moment. The border is closed for European people. But I heard they open up in in November or something like that. And, yeah, I mean, I'm looking really forward to come back to to the U.S., you know, so I get the schedule for next year, today. And uh, they want to do the tour now in September in the U.S., a really long one I saw it was like whoa and, uh, yeah I mean so hopefully everything works and I'm really looking forward to come back to the us
1: absolutely cannot wait to see you next time you're around we will wait patiently for you and I'm sure you're going to have a very hungry happy audience to see oh, yeah. you when you come back so Hey, listen. We're really appreciative that you spent some time with Talking Metal today. We're so excited Over. about the album. Everyone, go check it out. It's called Game Over Udo. Udo, so good to hear you again. To talk to you again. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Thank so, you very much for everything, and hopefully, we'll see you, the next year. We'll see you next year. Thanks, Udo. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye bye.
0: Udo Dirk Schneider, always a pleasure to have him on the show, and wow, he's given us such great music uh, through the years consistently. He never stops, that guy. He is the metal machine, literally just cranking out such good music year after year after year. And speaking of good music, we're going to switch gears. We're going to kind of change the vibe musically, although I I can't play music anymore. So I wish I could. It it bugs me that I can't. I'll be honest with you guys. It really bugs me. I would love to have a platform where I could play some tunes, talk about tunes. Um, you know, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe one day I can continue to dream that, you know, an FM radio station or Sirius XM or something will give me a platform one day, but hasn't happened as of yet. But believe me, I am trying and would be honored to be somewhere where I could play music because the talking and stuff is, is great here. But you know, I, part of this show when I started was that I played music and I do truly miss that. I really do. So let's, uh. Let's stop the complaining and let's get into the interview with Johanna right now from a great band. I mean, the, the new music on this Lucifer 4 is absolutely awesome. Get the album, check it out. Here we go. Johanna, it was a pleasure speaking with her, and uh, let's take a listen to it right now. Hey, it's Mark Striegel from Talking Metal, and we are joined by Johanna from the band Lucifer. How are you today?
3: Hey, I'm uh, great. How are you?
0: I am great, and I am very excited because I've gotten to listen to the brand new record you guys have coming out this Halloween, and it is Lucifer 4. Is it safe to say that this album may not have come about if it weren't for COVID?
3: It would have come about maybe not as swift. Um, of course, we had more time on our hands, um, given that we can tour. Um, but I mean, we are big fans of the uh, undeniably so of the 70s era. And back in the day, it was just so that um, bands blasted out way more releases. Um, then usually nowadays, you know, sometimes you had bands releasing an album or even more a year and we like that, you know, and um, we consider ourselves an album band and um, having our own studio at home, it was a no brainer to make use of the time that we can tour to record another album.
0: Right on. And it sounds just great. I'm loving the the new songs. Let's talk about the music video, which Thank is, you. is such a unique thing. You know, I was wondering where it's going to go. We're talking about the music video for crucifix I burn for you. Is this all done in one take? I mean, it had to be right. Although I know there's tricks you can do in the edit room where you like kind of blend shots together. But it looks like it's one one take.
3: Yeah, it's just one take. And we actually shot it uh, the same day as we shot the previously released video to uh, bring me his head. So we shot bring Me his head. At this old ballroom and then we drove to another location and um uh filmed this one and it was done in one take and i think we did three takes all together you know we're on a budget i mean we're not a major label band you know so um um it's not like back in the day where they would throw i don't know a million dollars at you you know to uh (laughs) to get your videos on mtv or whatever so um yeah, we have a small budget, so we just, you know, try to be as efficient as possible
0: and, and creative as possible too. Because so many bands, you just see them standing there on like a sound stage, lip syncing, and this was definitely something unique. Well, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. And are there? It looks like, according to the website, there's major touring plans in place. Is that correct?
3: Well, for now, we have uh, two European tours uh, lined up uh, in November and in February, and then scattered over the next year some festival uh, stuff in Europe but um, now that the travel ban on the US um, is coming down right uh, this November I think um, and we're waiting for um, a few more visas to trickle in for the band and as soon as um, you know all that paperwork is out of the way uh, we can make actual plans for returning to the States and we can't wait. You know, we'd love to come back to uh, the US and Canada and hopefully we'll do so uh, towards next year, maybe more towards fall.
0: Right on, right on, we would love that. And can you talk about the current lineup of the band? Um, Obviously you and Nick, but who else is in the band?
3: Yeah, we have um, our guitar player, Martin Norden. Uh, He also plays in a band called Deadlord. Uh, from Stockholm and he's been in the band. Uh, he joined right after Lucifer 2 came out, uh, just like the other guitar player Linus Birklund. Um, So they've been steady with us um, since right after the second uh, release of Lucifer and we've toured together a lot and um, both of them actually contributed uh, towards Lucifer 4, which is also kind of new for Lucifer because previously it's always been a team of two songwriters right on every album um the first one was Gaz and me and then um the next two albums was Nick and me and now on this new album um Linus uh came with two songs that him and I wrote together and Martin um uh put forward uh, this little interlude uh called the funeral pyre and then we have um Harald Goodblood. Um, he's pretty new in the band. Well, actually, he's been in the band for two years, but he has not toured with us yet because of the pandemic. So um, we actually just played our first show in one and a half years uh, here in Sweden. And that was the first show for him. So next month, cool. when we go out on tour, we finally get to throw him into the fire, you know.
0: <laughs> right on. And, you know, we, we hear a lot of 70s era influences and and bands that probably were an influence on Lucifer, but what about contemporary bands? Are there any uh, contemporaries of yourself that you really enjoy listening to or that maybe even are an uh, influence on your your music and your songwriting style?
3: Um, as an influence for all music, um, there is no contemporary, uh, contemporary band um, because quite frankly, you know, um, we are such suckers for old productions and how everything was done back in the day. And it's hard to reinvent the the wheel. And it, I haven't come across a lot of stuff that really like knocks me off my feet, you know, um, of course there's, we have some peers, you know, that, um, Uh, I think do cool stuff but I don't think it has any influence on Lucifer there's a new band from Stockholm called Freedom which um, is unsigned and pretty cool Um, I would recommend uh, if people want to listen to something that's maybe not so known yet um, Freedom from Stockholm Google it's pretty cool I think (laughs)
0: Good tip. You did something really fun. I really enjoyed it. I mean, he put a big smile on my face in the middle of this crazy COVID pandemic and lockdown. It was uh, with the two minutes to late night guys and Marty Friedman was involved, Bill from Mastodon, (laughs) you and Nick, um, among some other people, the Fleetwood Mac cover. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because it was such a fun watch and truly enjoyed the, uh, the cover version of the classic Fleetwood Mac song.
3: Yeah, well, um, I got approached on Instagram by uh, Jordan Oles, who is the guy that um, comes up with all this, right? And uh, he he obviously also plays and sings in the videos. um, And I had no idea what that show was um, and was quite surprised, you know, when I saw how many people he's been working with already. And I mean, I love to collaborate with people, you know, um, and it's cool to do something that maybe is... um, maybe wouldn't go you know within lucifer but you can you get to do something else you know but you don't have to put your own stamp on it because somebody else is responsible for it Um, and yeah so he asked me you know if i would be into uh, covering Fleetwood Mac and of course i am i'm a huge Fleetwood Mac fan you know Um, i love both uh, eras Peter Green and then later when Lindsay Buckingham and uh, Stevie Nicks joined um, and I thought, well, you know, when he came with that song, it was maybe not my favorite people Mac song and I probably would have been not one that I would have picked to cover, but, uh, I love a challenge and, uh, it's hard to say no, you know, so uh, we did it. It was a lot of fun. We actually had, I, <laughs> it was kind of funny because I said, yes, I'll join, but only if Nicka gets to play drums.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> so,
3: <Cool. laughs> so Nika joined and, um. We had no idea uh, who's going to be the other the other members of that, you know, one song project. And um, when um, we didn't know until the end, um, who's going to do the guitar solos because there were several people on the table and then uh, it was Marty Friedman. And that was pretty funny. You know, I mean, this, this song is really all over the place uh, in, a, in yeah. a good way.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it is, like I said, it puts a smile on my on my face when I watch it. It is fun seeing you and Marty in different parts of the world. And it's got a, I mean, in this, in a positive way, almost a goofy vibe at times. And <laughs> exactly. It's, you know, it's, it's fun. It, very fun.
3: It's good to, be, to have fun. You know, don't take yourself too serious. We actually did another one with uh, them. That was the Jefferson Starship cover uh, for Jane.
0: Oh, cool. I don't think I've seen yeah. that, so I'm going to have to...
3: Yeah, that's with uh, Johnny Kelly of Type O Negative on drums, um, which I thought was very cool because I was a, when I was a teenager, I was like a big Type O Negative fan, you know, so
0: it was nice. cool for me. <laughs> nice, cool. You guys once played the Kiss Cruise, and mm-hmm. I wanted to just ask you about how that came about because it seemed maybe a little bit outside of the wheelhouse for the bands that, the KISS cruise usually has on board in a good way. And, and I was just wondering how that all came about.
3: You know, I have no idea because the thing is um, that company that does the, um, the KISS cruise is, it's called a sixth man. And they approached, they wrote an email to me and I have no idea whose idea it was, who said, you know, have these guys come on on board. Um, But we were very happy. I've never been on a cruise ship before. And I don't think I would ever do something like that. But um, if you, you know, if you get to go to the Bahamas and uh, be on a ship with Kiss, you know, I mean, you can say no (laughs) to that. It was pretty amazing. It was actually one of the bizarrest experiences uh, for the band. And we had a lot of fun. For example, um, Martin, our guitar player, he ended up playing ping pong with Ace Frehley. You know, I mean, who gets to say that?
0: That's amazing. And did you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but I seem to remember reading that one of the guys in Ace's band was temporarily f- filling in or was in Lucifer briefly. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, uh, Philip Schaus. Um, uh, what happened was that our last uh, bass player, he kind of had burnouts. And oh, and he's he, an he accept to...
0: too, right? He's an accept. Yeah, the... yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Yeah, he's an accept. He plays also with the uh, Gene Simmons band. And with Ace, really. He's actually on tour right now with Ace um supporting Alice Cooper. Um, so Phil Schaus, yes, we met him on the cruise, and um, we had a problem. Uh, our previous bass player, Alex, he had like a burnout and he couldn't work anymore. He had to quit his job and quit Lucifer because he couldn't do anything anymore. And um, we were facing a US tour, and you can't get, you know, these visa pr- procedures take super long. Uh, so we had to find somebody in the States. And we met Phil on the KISS cruise, and we were in touch, so I Him, hey, do you want to join us for a tour? You know, so he came along for um, I think it was our southern U.S. leg that we did. It was, yeah, exactly. It was our last tour that we did, which was in January 2020, and it was a lot of fun. He's a great guy, cool player,
0: awesome, awesome, cool. And again, we are talking with Johanna from the band Lucifer, and Lucifer 4 is out this Halloween, I think a couple days before Halloween. We strongly Recommend it to all our talking metal listeners. And uh, before I let you go, you said you lived in the states for a while. I think before we started recording, where Mm -hmm. in the states did you live, and how long were you here?
3: I lived in Los Angeles for three years. Um, I moved there in 2005, and then uh, yeah, came back 2008 to Germany. But now I live in Sweden. So yeah, I have a lot of family in the states. My son lives in L.A. Um, Yep. It's um, kind of um, some sort of, you know, remote home for me.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Mm -hmm. We cannot wait to get you guys back here in the States playing some gigs. I will be at any show you do in New York City or New Jersey. Please keep us posted.
3: Oh, I can't uh, wait to come back to New York City. Favorite city in the States.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for your time.
3: Well, thank you very much. It was nice talking to you. you.
0: Thanks to Udo for joining us. Thanks to Emily Striegel, my wife, for joining us. Follow Emily on her social media platforms, which we will link through today's show notes, which you can find in your podcasting app right there. So, yeah, great, great fun as always. Thank you for listening to us talk. Thank you for supporting the artists that we feature here on Talking Metal. Just have a great week, guys. And yeah, keep rocking.